0: Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to edge God in to your mind, your will, and your emotions. Thank you for taking the time to lean into God because the world screams, my friends, but God whispers. Today's topic is entitled How to Hear the Voice of God. At the end of today's podcast, it's our intention that you will learn and apply as the holy spirit guides you three ways to open up your ability to hear the voice of god in your life at edge god in it's our mission statement to champion your human potential in christ it's the voice of our emotional intelligence in christ project you can find other podcasts located in our main site at edgegodin edgegodin.com there's also a one sheet to capture your learnings. As I've mentioned before, there are many small groups that are taking the topics at Got in, and they're creating small groups for discussion. So feel free to, to utilize the, the one sheet. It's actually based on five different ways that adults learn best, learn a new piece of information, sit on it, make it their own transfer it into their behavior, apply it for sustainability. So you can find that under each podcast, the one sheet at edgeguiding.com. Our Emotional Intelligence in Christ project, you can find out more information at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. Our mission statement there is to create learning systems. And we have, You, you will notice that there's the main book, the EIC book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ, and that gives you an overview of what the heck is emotional intelligence in Christ and why should I care, and how to apply it to see changes in your behavior, as well as to give you and empower you with the help of the Holy Spirit the ability to be the boss of your emotions. And you'll also find a six-week study guide, a course that goes a little bit deeper, as well as uh, two assessments to find out, hey, where am I when it comes to my emotional intelligence in christ as well as there's a disc um biblical disc uh, assessment as well that you can ask, uh, ask access at emotional in so let's jump into today's topic as with most of the podcasts i often like to pause and simply invite you to think of one to three things Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to be bumped by one to three things that you'll hear today that will draw you closer to God's love for you. That's our mission statement, emotional intelligence in Christ, to create these learning systems so that you are given the opportunity to have an encounter with God's love. Because that's what it's all about, my friends. When you encounter God's love, all things become possible through Jesus, so that The Holy Spirit can empower you with the ability to discern and manage all those crazy emotions inside your earth suit as well as those behaviors that happen when we get hijacked by the shiny objects or offense, including offense, defensive behavior starts to take center stage when we get offended. And there's a lot of that going on right now. Those behaviors that do not honor God in our lives. When we love people well, Because we know that we are loved well and completely and adored by God. That's when we start to see our lives transform. Holy Spirit, I know one thing. If you don't show up today then this message will not be anointed. So I invite you, I give you authority over the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart, what I think, uh, what I what I share today. I pray for your anointing and guidance, Lord, speak, your servants listening. And we pray that you would grant us the ability to be able to hear your voice more today than yesterday, to, to silence and quiet the noise that's around us, give us the grace to be still in the midst of our to-do lists so that we would know you and be able to hear the voice behind us saying this is the way walk in it in your most precious name we pray name the father son and your most precious holy spirit amen so three ways to open up your ability to hear the voice of God. Let me get before I share those three ways, let me give you a little context of this coaching conversation that we're having today around a very essential aspect of our relationship with God. God speaks. There's evidence that demands a verdict that this has been going on since the beginning of time. He spoke with Adam in the garden continued to speak to all of the people that followed Adam in different ways. And some of them, Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Paul, Peter, Ananias, many different, obviously the disciples who walked with him, but all throughout the whole Old and New Testament, God speaks. What's interesting is there's a common red thread that when God spoke, to the people that were seeking him in their lives, the response seems to be the same. Here I am, Lord. When they would hear his voice, here I am, Lord. Sometimes it took them a little while to come to that simple soundbite. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we just take that one soundbite and weave it into our our daily activities and pause as much as possible in between the gaps of transition here i am lord use me send me here i am lord how would you have me handle this situation here i am lord speak your servant's listening so there are actually three different fields and i'm pulling a little bit from from a specific coaching program that i'm certified as faculty on and and i really I really like a lot of the, the theory in this program. It's a Lights on Leadership program by Clarity International. And it's one that that I really enjoy facilitating specifically around the understanding that we are we are actually interacting with three different fields. It kind of gives us that clarity of focus for accuracy or response. And there's these three fields that are always at play. And we get to choose how much focus, power, or attention we give to each one. Our choice of focus on, on how much power we give within each one of these fields makes all the difference in the outcome. So what am I talking about here? So the first field is, is referred to in the Lights on Leadership training as the personal field. And this is everything that's going on inside of the earth suit. Uh, this is, these are your thoughts, your perceptions, your judgments, your filters, beliefs, ideas, as well as your faith, your relationship with Jesus Christ. And your, your encounters with God. This is all happening inside the castle, as I'll often say, when you pull up the drawbridge, uh, when you're spun, to ask yourself a coaching question, hey, what's this really about? What's the real issue here? And then you listen and ask ask for God's guidance. We'll get more into what that looks like in order to ask for the guidance, and then be able to hear the voice of God. But for right now, um, understand that there are three fields at play. The personal field is everything going on inside of you, thoughts, perceptions, values, judgments, your relationship with God, understanding of God. And uh, most importantly is your identity with God exists in the personal field. And Galatians 2.20, I've been put to death with Christ on the cross, so it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And as Paul says in Philippians, um, hey, your life is not about you. You do not belong to yourself. You belong to God. And so this is this is identity in in God in Christ. And this is actually the first phase of emotional intelligence in Christ. Before I'm able to be aware of my own emotions and be aware of other people's emotions and manage them well, it is essential <laughs> <laughs> that my sense of worth and value is grounded in what Jesus thinks of me, what God thinks of me, or else we'll get hijacked. Um, that was the previous podcast on Edge Got In, how to be free or be released from the drug of approval, how to step away from the drug of, drug of approval. If you go to edgegodin.com, just put in drug of approval, and that'll, that one will come up. So, we get hijacked so quickly by the shiny objects, um, as well as our, our hunger and thirst for material things, position, power, popularity, things like that. Victory comes when we stay inside the castle, the personal field. So the near field is what triggers us. So we got a relationship with God, our identity in Christ, in our personal field. And then the near field contains that which is closely outside of you, your relationships, interactions with others, circumstances, situations, personally as well as professionally when we feel triggered in life it's because we've given power away to something in the near field that ends up compromising our sense of significance it's really identity theft anytime you get spun and this is the this is the arena my friends that satan plays in and if you haven't already listened to the uh podcasts that contain the ordinary activities of the devil. One of them is an interview with an exorcist, uh, and that's at edgegodin.com. And the other one are the four ordinary activities of, of the devil and and how to, how to have victory in the ring of, of spiritual warfare. We, we speak in those podcasts about the four ordinary activities of the devil. Where he hangs out is he wants to hijack your personal field. Your relationship with Christ inside, what's going on inside. How he gains access to that are four different ways that he does that. And his ultimate goal is discouragement. First thing he does is deceive us. Make us think that we're the opinions of other people. Make us think that we are our position make us think that unless we have certain responses from things and people around us, that we don't have significance. That's deception, which leads to the second ordinary activity, which is division. And then he diverts our attention in the near field, and that's the third ordinary activity. So he deceives, he divides, he diverts. In order to, the fourth activity is discouragement. This happens because of what's going on in the near field. And the third field is referred to as the remote field. So you have the personal, near, and remote field. Just become aware of that. Because when you become aware of the interactions that your personal field, you inside with Jesus, is is having with the near and remote field, it gives you an opportunity to identify and adjust your source of power. Your source of power, my source of power, is in Christ alone. Our victory over the world and everything happening in the near and the remote field is in Christ alone. With Christ, in Christ, and through Christ. That is our victory. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. The world screams, God whispers. We get victory, my friends. I remember this when I was going through advanced cancer and divorce and how many times in the near and the remote field I get I get information that I was going to live for five more years at 38 years old with three young children, 8, 10, and 12. And so Satan's goal was discouragement, discouragement, discouragement. So what is it for you today? Um, I still get hijacked, by the way, when I have a pain in my body, I had this pain a couple of weeks ago in my liver area. So my, my first place, Satan just slithers in and plants a, a deceptive thought. It's cancer. Your time is up. <laughs> and that gives birth to the other serpents of worry, doubt, fear, all of that stuff that, that robs us from our peace in Christ. No matter what's happening outside of us so what is it for you today in your near field or remote field the remote field is everything that exists outside of the personal and near field by this i mean world events weather current events um, specific world issues in the remote field are having a profound profound negative impact these days on so our personal field we're giving way too much power away when we realize that our power is in christ alone our victory is in Christ alone. Then we can calmly say, as God says to, said to Moses, Moses, as God said to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all throughout the Old, Old Testament and the New Testament, I am with you. He doesn't always give you the exact awareness of the path forward, which he didn't in my case, yet he constantly reminded me, I am with you. I am your victory. I am your peace. Stay with me. Stay at the pace of Jesus, my friends. Oftentimes we will run ahead in our fear, self-doubt, trying to control things, people, responses, doing damage control. If something came out about you that other people are believing a lie, we run to other people rather than to Jesus. Jesus, my reputation lies in you alone. You handle it so we get very hijacked very quickly in our near and remote field because the power we're giving away so again personal field is everything inside of you including your beliefs your relationship with god your identity in christ near field is everything closely outside of you. your relationships and interactions with others is the best way to sum that up and we give power away to the near field to compromise our sense of significance worth and value so we get hijacked into this stress reactive response which by the way As soon as you see something that some human being is doing as a threat to your sense of significance and safety, Satan will slither in and he'll create lies. Because when you're spun, you will attribute false motives to what people are doing or saying that the majority of the time are not real. It's storytelling, my friends. So instead of having a crucial conversation and saying, hey, I'm thinking you might be thinking this about me. Did I get that or am I off? Because I value our relationship. We'll start making up story and get ourselves extremely worked up. So then we have reactive uh, responses. Fight, flight, freeze. We'll implode, explode. The behaviors that come from that reactive response usually are stonewalling, negative talk, or um, blaming, shaming justifying, things like that, all of which don't honor God and all of which come from the small little place, the back of the brain, the primal brain, which no longer serves us. It used to protect us. But now what it does is it, it is constantly on the lookout for potential threats. So this is the space that Satan slithers in to deceive, divide, divert our attention from God and his grace and wisdom and discourage us. Rinse and repeat program discouragement is his goal jesus said in john 10 10 the devil comes to kill steal and destroy i have come that you may have life and have it to the full so talk back when you start to get hijacked by what's going on in your near field the people in your life the remote field again is everything you see on the news the current events how are you doing with that these days how much power are you giving to what you're seeing on TV or watching the news or current events. How much authority are you giving to these people? Reporters, newscasters. Be very, very careful, my friends. Because good is seen as evil, evil is seen as good. So restrict how much time and focus you give to that remote field right now. And use that time that you're glued to the news or glued to, into a conversation to be glued to Jesus. Watch Jesus. Binge watch Jesus through the scriptures. Jesus calls us into a space within our personal field that actually defies events in the near field and the remote fields, field. He over, he's, he's already overcome all that you feel threatened by that is that is threatening your sense of safety significance and connection he's already overcome all of that he gives us that inner peace and common and wisdom for discernment in uncertain times is he your go-to these days where are you going for your information is jesus your number one go-to where do you go to when you're worried about something anxious stressed out. stresses the power we give to outside circumstance to define our worth, our value, and what we believe we're capable of handling successfully. With Christ, all things are possible. That is our victory. So come back. Come back to Jesus and give him the first fruits of your time, attention, and focus. Jesus says, in me, you may have peace even in the midst of troubling times. In me you may have peace, even in the midst of troubling times. Proverbs 2.6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, and his mouth, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. In John 6.33, Jesus says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, there is going to be trouble. The next line, though, that's where we, that's where we're invited to camp. But take heart. I have overcome the world. We know how this ends. We give way too much power away, my friends. There's a little statement that comes from a uh, a surrender. It's called a surrender novena, if you've never listened to it. It's actually one of the podcasts that Edge got in. However, you can you can find it um, out there too, as well on the internet. But the surrender novena is very powerful, particularly now with all of the triggers for stress. And one of the main statements in it is, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything. So what if we combine that with that one soundbite we mentioned? Here I am, Lord. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything show me what you want me to do in the midst of these troubling times for the lord gives us wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding are you lacking wisdom in your life today are you at a crossroads are you wanting to make a decision perhaps you're you're trying to figure out which which direction do i go here do i go here or do i go there you're seeking discernment are you wanting to know what truth is you're feeling confused all the different messages out there. I don't even know what to believe. I can't. I've heard that so many times lately. I don't even know what to believe. Jesus is our way, our truth, and our life. Pilate was so desperate at trying to discern whether or not what to do with Jesus. In John, John 18 38, he asked Jesus. Pilate asked Jesus. He was really stressed out, by the way. He didn't want to crucify Jesus, yet he felt he had no choice because of his popularity. He had to follow through. He asked Jesus, what is truth? He was trying desperately to discern what to do with Jesus. Because he didn't think he was deserving of death. And he asked, what is truth? So if we want to tune into a voice in life that offers truth and wisdom to guide our steps, in the midst of these troubling times, may it be the voice of the one who declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that gives a little context before I share the following three steps to help quiet the noise in the near and the remote fields in order to hear the voice of God. The question is, how do we quiet these voices? Because they are loud. (laughs) How much time are you focusing on those voices in the near and the remote field? It's a great self-reflection, really you think about your your average week or day how much time do you give listening to other voices other than god so here we go first step as saint paul reminds us in second corinthians five twenty, be reconciled to god first step is reconciliation are there any behaviors that you're engaged in that are pushing you further away from your focus on the love God has for you? Are there any behaviors? And that's a great prayer to ask. Holy Spirit, show me any behavior that is actually creating a wedge in our relationship, that is pushing me further away from you. And perhaps it is spending way too much time listening to news, and and following all of that what is it ask the holy spirit to guide you repentance is an invitation to turn and go in a different direction jesus is after you today my friend there is no mistake you're tuning into today's podcast jesus loves and adores you right where you're at and loves you enough not to leave you there he is after you today so take time to reflect on this question this is the flip side. What behavior draws me closer to my awareness of how much God loves me? So what is it for you? What behavior? Think about the last year or two of your relationship with God. What is a behavior that, you, that you've that you done that has made you aware of, of how much God loves you? And perhaps it's, it's reading the Holy Scripture, bookending your day, morning and night, or going going to church, being committed to a Bible study group, listening to podcasts like this and other podcasts that are out there that remind you of God's purpose and love for you. Invite the Holy Spirit into your choices. Holy Spirit, help me to choose the things of God more today than yesterday. Forgive me for all those behaviors that I've engaged in that have led me away from remembering that you have a plan for me and that you love and adore me. Psalm 138.8 is something I've hanging on my wall in my bedroom. And before I leave, I'll pause and look at it. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Are you confused on your purpose today? God's not. God believes you can. Whatever he calls you to, he'll give you the ability to do it. So the first step To help quiet the noise in the near and remote fields in order to hear the voice of God is be reconciled to God. Take some time to really invite the Holy Spirit. Ask him to show you. And it might be sharing other people's stories. That's one that God convicted me of a couple years ago. Stop sharing other people's stories. It's their story to tell. It's kind of like a phase of of, um, gossip, right? But you justify it thinking, oh, well, I want to ask these people to pray for this person. Get their permission first. Hey, do you mind if I ask so and so to pray for you? We want to be the the, the messenger, right? Because that feeds the ego. God's got to let you know. Just, I'm very confident of that. <laughs> so, just spend some time asking them. Hey, what are the behaviors that are pushing me further away from you? And what behavior would you like me to do to make space for you? So I can hear your voice. Second step is to be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So that's Psalm 4610. In order to hear the voice and guidance of God within you, it is essential to quiet the voices and noise in our near and remote field. So this is a a simple invitation today for you (laughs) and for me. What does it mean? It means to turn off electronic devices as often as possible throughout your day and be still perhaps find a quiet spot, if not create one in your mind and in your heart to focus on Psalm 46:10. Chunk it down. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that be still. Be. Invite the Holy Spirit into the still, small space that you intentionally create to remind you of the presence of God's love for you. So take that simple verse from Psalm 46. Make it a mantra throughout your life, throughout your day to quiet the noises, turn off the electronic devices, and just meditate on that. Be still. Okay, God, I, I can't hear your voice if I'm listening to everyone else's voice. It's just not going to happen because the world screams and God whispers. In my first book, it's entitled Hearing His Whisper with Every Storm Jesus Comes to. It's my conversations with Jesus actually through before, during, and after my dark night of the soul experience of going through advanced cancer and divorce, but it also includes just everyday triggers and and my response and Jesus' response to that. Um, Hearing His Whisper, one of the things that I'll mention in there is the world screams and God whispers. So be still so that you can hear the voice of God within you. And that's the third step. Once you have been reconciled to God, removing all those behaviors that are separating you from him, your awareness, he, you're never separated from God. God is It's like a fish swimming in water, as Mother Teresa says. Wherever you swim, you're engulfed by the love of God. However, what happens is our behaviors separate us from our ability to know how much God loves and adores adores us, to separate us from our ability to remember that God has a plan for us. So what are those behaviors? And then be still. Remove the electronic devices to quiet yourself to hear God speak. Create a a grotto, so to speak, which is a a place that is carved out just for you and God in your mind. Third step is, is the prayer of Samuel, verse Samuel 3, 9. Speak, Lord, your servant, is listening. In 1 Samuel 3, God's calling out to Samuel at night. Eli's the priest who's actually caring for Samuel. And he played a big role in this because every time God called Samuel's name, which was three times, he would run to, to Eli who said, go back. I didn't call your name until the third time he realized, Eli realized, oh, I'm not calling him. God's calling him. And so he directs Samuel hey, the next time God calls your name, simply say, here I am. You called me. And this is a phrase. It's amazing. I'm reading through the Bible again. It's amazing how many times when God calls someone's name, the response is, here I am. Here I am. So Samuel follows Eli's directive and goes back and hears God call his name again. And He says, speak, Lord, for your servant's listening. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. That phrase is linked to, hey, here I am. You called me. I'm here. I'm here. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. So as soon as Samuel says this phrase, God begins to speak with Samuel. So there's a directive for us right there. So once we've been reconciled to God, He's shown us those behaviors that are blocking our awareness of how much he loves us and wants to communicate with us. And once we've stilled the noise in the world near and remote field, then we're able to pray Samuel's prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And God spoke. So be attentive to the directives. Once you have been reconciled, stilled everything in the near and remote field, and simply ask, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Silence the noise in the world around you. Discernment and faith, if you're seeking discernment, I asked that question earlier, are you seeking discernment for direction? You don't know which way to go, and yet you know it's time to leave where you're at, because God will let you know. It'll be kind of an unsettling feeling, and your peace starts to disappear with where you're at. That's usually a big sign that God is calling you somewhere else. Discernment and faith come from hearing the word of God. So, and we find this in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And also in Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing, hearing and hearing the word of God. So if we have faith that God's guiding us, and then we have discernment, guide my feet, be a light to my path, that comes from hearing the word of God. If you're new to the Holy Scriptures, I encourage you to to check out the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Gospel of John. And before reading, declare Samuel's prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. What do you want to teach me or speak to me about as I read the Scriptures today? I'm going to share with you kind of a little caveat message to this. And this is this is what I this this is kind of this is, is coming from my my journey with with Jesus and um, I really was convicted that God continues to speak and this is the first book I wrote Hearing His Whisper came from ten journals my personal journals that I wrote um, because I I I knew that God still spoke even though it's crazy out there in the world and the world screams, I knew he he still spoke. And this, this happened before I was diagnosed with advanced cancer and went through divorce. So I started to daily pray that prayer, quiet the noise, reconcile myself to God. And and this was kind of a, a little um, uh, process that I would use. So I'll, I'll just share it with you today and and take it where the Holy Spirit wants you to take it. Ask a question that you're wondering about. So what are you wondering about in your life? And imagine what Jesus would say to you. For example, let's just say a colleague shared some negative feedback, which triggered you into discouragement. That's what Satan wants. Ask the question, Jesus, how do you want me to respond to this? Quiet the noise of your mind that's going to make up story and attribute false motives and all kinds of falsities. Quiet the noise and repeat Samuel's prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. And keep asking that. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. How do you want me to respond to this? Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. And sit with it. Perhaps a scripture comes to your mind or a trusted mentor to seek counsel from. It's in the humble stillness of our requests for discernment that God steps in and provides the guidance we seek. You may find yourself camping on that question. I I did many times, would would ask a question, how am I supposed to handle this? Like What's the next step? That was one of the questions I asked God in the midst of the cancer. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And God says, you don't have to do anything. I'm already doing it. Be present and allow me to give you the strength for the day stop doing and simply be present. And that was a, that was a discernment piece that was a game changer when I was stressed out that I was going to leave my kids without a mom. So be still and ask that, ask your question and then say, speak Lord your servants listening and just camp on it. It might be several days. Sometimes it was like a couple of weeks before all of a sudden out of nowhere, I would, it would just drop in and, um, would give me the guidance. And I knew it was an answer to that question that I'd asked a week or two ago. God always answers you. It's just a matter of clearing out the noise in the near and the remote field to be able to hear and being reconciled to his heart. Sometimes you won't like the response. Believe me, there are many times I've asked God for wisdom and what do you want me to do? And he told me something to do that I didn't even want to do. Like in this case, you might he might say, hey, continue to pray for this person and do an act of kindness for them. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't land very well for the ego. The ego is like, there's no freaking way I'm going to do an act of kindness. They just gave me negative feedback, and I don't even think it's true. And yet God's calling you to love first and then lead. Continue to pray for them, reflect on what's yours, what's not. Um, he might say, this is for you to grow from, to be humble. Don't say anything. Follow my lead. I'm developing the char- character forbearance. That was something he said to me last week. When I was frustrated about something, I'm like, I don't even know what purpose this is. I was just complaining which actually shrinks the brain, by the way. And I was frustrated by the behavior of what someone was doing. And and I was like, give purpose to this, God. What are you doing with this? Because this is extremely frustrating for me. And I literally heard, I'm teaching you forbearance. And I never even used the word forbearance. I didn't even know what forbearance was. And so I instantly looked it up. And it means patiently enduring and patient, being patient and tolerant of the behavior of other people. So I was like, whoa, that's in our school class. I definitely need some work in forbearance. So that's been a word I've been thinking about every day. And God placed that on my heart very clearly. So summing things up for you today, you have three things to focus on to, to be able to create the space, to hear the voice of God, one, be reconciled to God. What are the behaviors that are causing you to forget? how much God adores you, and what are the behaviors that draw you closer to God. Two, be still and know that God is God. Turn off electronic devices and be still. Create that time for him to speak. He speaks in the stillness, not in the chaos. Three, use Samuel's prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. A way to do that is to ask the question you're curious about, and then pray the prayer of Samuel. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening, and wait. Read the scriptures, and 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 listen. And sometimes it'll be a, it'll be something that just drops in right away. And other times it will be um, take a little while. And sometimes to even open up that portal of conversation with God, you can guess what what do I think Jesus might say in a situation like that. That's another question I forgot to mention. That you can, or another step that you can do. You can ask your question. You can then. Read the scriptures and pray on it, and just imagine Jesus standing before you and imagine what he might say to that question and be still and listen. It's just another way to engage your imagination, which opens up your ability to be present. What would I imagine Jesus saying to me in this situation? So, those are some tips today. A big takeaway in terms of just a thought to think about is whose voice are you listening to today? If you find yourself feeling discouraged, know that you are listening to the voice of the world. Near and remote fields, if you find yourself in the space of humility, inner peace, and calm, ah, know that you are drawing near to God, who is your way, your truth, and your life. Listen to his voice more today than yesterday. Holy Spirit, grant us the grace to hear your voice, to quiet the noise outside of us. Speak, Lord speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. We love and adore you. Have your way with us more today than yesterday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give them heaven out there, my friends. It's getting dark. Stand firm. Pull up that drawbridge and stay anchored in your identity in Christ. God bless you. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.